0: Welcome back to Tangle Talk with Team Awesome. Guys, this is episode 50, Plus a Ton Vu. This is the series finale episode. That is right. We are finally here, the finale of the series. Before we begin, we just want to say that we love this fandom so very much. We hope it will continue to live past for years to come. Um, Time to to
1: start Tangle's Fandom (laughs)
0: Resurrection Part (laughs) 2! But honestly, guys, leading up to this, before we get going... Leading up to this episode, um, and I don't mean this episode of Tangle Talk, I mean this episode of the series. Like, the fandom was, like, so great the last couple of days before the series finale. Like, there was so much positivity and love pouring out of the entire fandom that, like, it was overwhelming. Like, I was getting teary-eyed on a daily basis, not because the series was ending, but because the fandom was being so freaking great, and I loved it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, everyone coming together really reminded me of, um, with you by my side Yes. yeah
0: okay. absolutely i think that became the fandom's anthem. It's like how many series gives you the song that represents the fandom mm-hmm. like what whose series does that our series does that so like dang guys good job oh no i was gonna say on sunday
1: like uh maybe tomorrow we'll find to our sorrow our stories have come to an ending maybe we're fated yep. to be separated <laughs>
0: All that Who knows where our paths might be bending? <laughs> <laughs> but also, guys, this is our reminder that this is not going to be our final episode of Tangle Talk. We still have a full series wrap up plan for the upcoming weeks. Um, don't bug us about when this is coming out. We're on vacation, sort of. Um, Some of us, literally. Playing. Yeah. <laughs> And then we have a, another one planned for later this year to celebrate the 10 years of Tangled anniversary. And, of course, if there are any new developments elsewhere in the world of Tangled, we will be sure to talk about that. Like, I mean, we've got Alan Menken's little... Was that an actual tease? Or was that a just saying things to rile the fandom of? Alan, don't mess with us. Somebody oh. asked me if we would do a C or uh, an episode ripping on the live action when it came. And I was like, uh, heck, yeah, we will. Yeah, he <laughs> you know, watch it. And I'm
1: like, I don't know if I'm gonna want to do that, man. Uh, I mean, I'll only rip on it if there isn't any Bastion, so, you know. <laughs> If it's not the Bastion <laughs> version, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that comment like, had they me like, dying. Oh, if, they decide,
0: if they decide to do the version with Bastion and Griffel and all them, like, dude, I will lose my freaking mind because that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. But I'm not counting on it either, so. Yeah. So... Lose a ton vu, the series finale of tangled the series finale it this episode was directed by ben balistrieri philip pignani and shane zelvin it was written by jace ricci the storyboards are by ben balistrieri tom caulfield jenny yu ching isabel Gedik, anna lencioni anthony mazada sorry let me say that again anthony mazada caitlin ritter wendy sullivan and janessa warren we got them all. Mm. Well, I mean, it's three episodes. They needed a bunch of directors and a bunch of board artists. So, <laughs> I mean, and Tom, like, sure, Flynn Poster was his last official episode, but they did call him in for, like, I, I know that he did, like, he boarded the haircut, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, all I know that he boarded, and he hasn't, like, put up any pictures from that. And I'm like, I know the series is over, Tom, <laughs> but <come> <laughs> <alone."> <laughs> So we begin with a classic Eugene narration. Now, it's not truly classic because he does not begin the line with, this is the story of how I died. In fact, right before we started talking, you know, right before we started recording, I had mentioned that he should have said, this is the story of how I died. Just kidding. It wasn't me this time. (laughs) (laughs) He would. Anyway, (laughs) he absolutely would. But in his narration, he's telling us that this is a story of two best friends. We get a recap, and possibly, like, the best Tangled possible recap they could have done. Because, like, how else are they going to do this? Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, previously on Tangled does not sum up the, the, this is the story of. So we get a recap of why Cass feels the way she does, and a brief history of the sun drop and moonstone. We also are reminded that Cass has the, has the mind-controlled brotherhood at her disposal, and is in cahoots with Zantiri who has been manipulating Cassandra the entire time. It's a great little bit where Eugene talks about a goat-headed monster, and then it shows Milton sitting on Shorty, and he's like, (laughs) that's not what I meant. (laughs) Not that goat-headed monster. As Eugene's voiceover ends, we find Rapunzel and Pascal are at the monument to the sun drop, as Rapunzel states that there has to be a way to fix everything. Just then, Ariana appears, telling Rapunzel the story of the biggest fight she and Willow ever had. Ariana is here, in a scene, talking to... To Rapunzel for a good chunk of time. It was amazing. So beautiful. This <laughs> the beginning of us knowing that this was going to be fan service the episode. Because mm-hmm. it's basically like if you were a fan of Tangled the Series, mm-hmm. you got something you wanted out of this episode. Even if it was only one thing, you got something you wanted out of this episode. Mm-hmm. I got so many things. <laughs> so
1: many things.
0: So, so many. many things. <sighs> when there were teens, Ariana recounts, Willow was so mad at Ariana during the fight that they had, that she constructed a brick wall in their room. Ariana tried to communicate with her sister, very, Allah, do you want to build a snowman? (laughs) But Willow wouldn't speak to her. Finally, Ariana took a sledgehammer to the wall and the two women worked things out, endeavoring to never let anything stand between them again. Ariana tells her puzzle that only she can get through to Cassandra and after giving her daughter a kiss on the cheek and a cute little forehead touch, oh my gosh, the two ride back to the Snuggly Duckling, passing familiar sights as an instrumental of when in my hair plays, and I will forever be salty that that is not on the soundtrack. Right? Mm-hmm. This one had so many good scores. Uh, 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 uh. Like, honestly, they could do, they could release a score soundtrack of just this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, they really could. It is so good. Before they arrive, inside the Snuggly Duckling, Eugene is trying to figure out what Rapunzel would do to lift everyone's spirits at a time like this. Renegar shrugs at him, and he picks the raccoon up, suggesting that they all that they all sing a bouncy, bouncy tune, but the Coronans don't seem to be in a mood for that. Which is, like, awesome that, like, first of all, it's not technically Eugene's job to do that, but he's just, mm-hmm. like, trying to help Rapunzel by doing what she would want while she's not there. <laughs> and then Mr., you know, sorry boys, I don't sing, is like, let's all sing a song! It's like, <laughs> that's amazing. He's like, let's sing a little ditty. He's come so far. far. Lance pipes up, saying that even though Eugene lost the entire kingdom under his command, he's still holding his head up, and so can all of them. Edmund then speaks up, saying that he's sure Eugene has a plan to victory. But of course, Edmund being himself, he also speaks his inner thoughts aloud. Poor Sap, he has no idea how doomed we are. Doomed, I tell you. (laughs) Hold it together, Edmund. I believe in you, son. (laughs) Ah, I (laughs) hyperventilated.
1: He's such a I dork! Was, was great. I was <laughs> laughing so hard. And it, it was, was late, late, so I like... couldn't
0: be too loud.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was I, just I, like, oh my my God. God.
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, that was, that was great. That was super duper great. Like, honestly. I was like, as soon as he said that, I'm like, oh please, is Edmund actually going to be like, in this episode? And Edmund's in
1: this
0: yes. episode. <laughs> Eugene thanks his father for his support. And it is at that moment that Rapunzel arrives, and she's got a game plan ready. She goes to the piano, and we get our first song of the episode, Through It All. Super happy that they kept us in the album version, too, but this is the biggest challenge this kingdom has ever faced. No offense, Varian. Eh. (laughs) (laughs) It's so freaking cute. I love that bit. So Varian also can play the piano. So can Lance. Everybody sings. Including Ariana, I guess they're just like, hey, Julie Bowen, I know that we hired you. We asked you if you could sing, and you said no, not at all. Well, you've had an entire series to figure out how to sing a couple lines. Go. so And go. And go. So, and then Eugene and Rapunzel, like, basically do the little kingdom dance that they never got to do together. Like, it's so cute. Like, that arms up thing. God, that's so cute. I freaking love that. And they're, The animation there is so pretty. I love it. With the troops sufficiently rallied, they leave the snuggly duckling headed towards Corona. As they exit, Eugene throws a pitchfork to Kieran, and it is only then that he notices that Kieran has the mark of the Brotherhood. Rapunzel brings him out of his shock, and he compliments her rallying skills before kissing her. Yay! Like this is the third kiss of season three. Like, What the heck, man? (gasps) We have been deprived. What (laughs) the heck, man? After calling her sunshine, which we all adore, I mean he's really turned up the sunshine in season three too. Mm -hmm. Like. I swear Somebody were, heard like, us. Writing, they were, like, <laughs> writing season three while we were watching season one, and they, like, absolutely heard everything we were bitching about. <laughs> season. Like, more sunshine! More Ariana! They're like, oh, okay. Okay, here, here. <laughs> here, here, here. Just stop yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> Rapunzel realizes that over the last three years, she hasn't given him a cute little nickname. But, as he points out, I've already, had, I've already got three names, and two of them are awful, so I think we're good. And we agree. But I also, like love this that like he acknowledges that he doesn't like the name Eugene Fitzherbert but he still is proud of who Eugene Fitzherbert is Mm -hmm. so like he still tells people to call him Eugene he's not trying to go by a different moniker but anyway dear Jace you could have contacted the Eugene fangirls if you needed nicknames because we've got plenty of nicknames for (laughs) him and some of them are not safe for TVY7 so (laughs) just but
1: most of them are good well, he has so a lot. I, I just, just call, call him
0: Fitzbabe. That's what I call him. There we go. <laughs> I can't say words. Eugene asked Rapunzel if she thinks that they really have a fighting chance since Cass has the Moonstone and the Brotherhood. And they have Shorty and Hamuel, who honestly have saved the day a lot, so, you know, it's great to have them. Speaking <laughs> um, of Hamuel, one of the things I really liked during the song Through It All was when Ruttiger... Pulled Hamuel off the dartboard And started using him as a sword fighting Pascal Who's using a paper umbrella So <laughs> oh, fun <laughs> It was great, I loved it Cassandra also has Zontiri on her side and Eugene doesn't think Any of them are up to fighting an ancient demon Overhearing, him, overhearing them Varian pipes up saying That Demanitus wasn't prepared either He banishes Zontiri to some kind of netherworld With a device that was dismantled centuries ago Rapunzel asks if he can rebuild it and Varian informs her That the plans are in Demanitus' too Eugene is sure no one knows where it is, but Rapunzel actually does, <laughs> and it just happens to be on a snowy mountainside which Eugene loathes. <laughs> and there's actually like an extended scene of this. I was so sad that I didn't make it into the into the episode. It's amazing. But um, it was Janessa Warren did the boarding for this, and so you know Eugene's going off about like you know it being in snow, and Rapunzel's like, oh, it's not so bad. The girls are having fun, and they look over and Kier and Catalina are playing in the snow. And Eugene's like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cute. And then he gets hit in the face with a snowball. And when he looks again, it turns out that Max is the one who threw the snowball. And he goes, how did a horse even make a snowball?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so then Pascal, who's on his shoulder, like shrugs off all the snow that he is now wearing. And Lance goes strolling on by and saying that he thinks that this place is beautiful. And look at all the ice and the slippery slopes. And, ah! and he falls down the hill because he's Lance. But I mean, it was this great little bonus. I mean, I love the crew who show us this stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. this is the closest to behind the scenes we get. We might not get voiceovers with these d- deleted scenes, but we're getting like the animatics and stuff. And that's mm-hmm. amazing. Back in Corona, Cassandra is wandering through the empty hallways of the castle. She ends up in her old room and goes through her armoire. We see lots of, memo- of mementos from season one, but her eyes finally land on the framed portrait that Rapunzel painted of them. And we actually like get a little brief, like, callback we get to see her uh, is that during the song? I hate that song um, yes we, we finally get to song. see the full picture before Eugene gets torn out but anyway we'll get to that later Uh yeah, anger heard pulled heard out about of, it slammed... good okay <laughs> anger surging through her she slams it down and begins to throw her belongings about she finally become- comes along her handmaiden headdress and shoots a spike through it before exiting the room and also like thus completely destroying the armoire in the process <laughs> Returning to our heroes, they have just arrived at a sheer cliff that leads upward to Damanatis' tomb. Damanatis' is a fun word to say. You should try it. You know. <laughs> As Rapunzel goes to climate, Lance asks how she knows where the tomb is. As acting queen, I got to learn a lot of Corona's secrets, she tells him. And then she tells him that the great oak in Corona Park isn't an oak, nor is it great. And when Lance gasps, she says, I've said too much. <laughs> Then Lance goes, you think you know a tree. I mean, just <laughs> <think>. <laughs> I feel like part of what I love about that little moment is we don't get to see Rapunzel and Lance interact very often. And so this is like this almost pointless aside, but it's so friendly, and I love it so much. And, like, Rapunzel's, like, so full of the collo- of the colloquialisms in, like, the last couple episodes. Like, seriously, I love it. She's like, oh, her, her vocabulary has gotten completely casual, and she's like... <laughs> Long gone are the days when she, like, doesn't know what a common phrase means. As the rest of the party climbs upwards, Eugene and Varian have a moment alone, and Eugene brings up Hector and Adira and wonders if Varian has thought about the possibility of Kieran also being under the control of the Mind Trap. Varian gets instantly defensive, and Eugene asks him to forget about it as they both begin to ascend. Reaching the top, we see Demanetus's tomb, a huge stone structure with many glyphs and etchings, including a large one of a monkey, of course, because it's (laughs) Demanetus. There doesn't appear to be a door, but there is a riddle. I grow but do not live. I need air but do not breathe. Kira and Catalina pipe in saying, "A fish, a rabbit, a rabbit fish." But it turns out that they aren't playing; that they were just playing charades with Lance, who actually knows the answer, which is fire. And another moment that I love: where he's like, "Oh, by the way, the answer's fire." And Eugene's like, "No, it's not." And, it's like, and Rapunzel's like, "Ah, uh, yeah, it is." <laughs> 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 I love that because, like, yay! It's just it's great. Lance yeah. isn't a complete moron either. <laughs> Rapunzel pours, pulls a torch from Varian's backpack and ignites the glyphs, which, by the way, this is like a really cool torch because it's like a stick with a ball at the end, and when she breaks the ball, the chemicals, I guess, contact with oxygen just makes it instant torch It's like they're portable torches, and you don't need a match. They're so cool. Like, <laughs> no Varian. She ignites the glyphs, which glow brightly with the flames. Two huge cogs jut out of the stone and begin to turn, revealing the entrance. As they enter, Rapunzel calls Eugene G-Bug, trying to give him a nickname, and Eugene hates it instantly. Which, of course, means everybody in the fandom and, perfect. The, the, fandom and the cast are all going to tease him and use it. Inside the tomb, they find a monkey paradise inhabited by Vigor's great 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 grand monkeys. Rapunzel finds a large book on a pedestal, which contains the instructions on how to build the portal device. Meanwhile, Lance finds a large bejeweled device, which Varian deduces that the it is used to switch minds with Vigor. Lance is eager to press the big red button that the device sports, but Varian tells him no, as Rapunzel and Eugene look over the book. A monkey comes down and snatches the book away. They give chase, and as they do, Lance is left alone with the device. He can't help his curiosity, and he presses the button, switching Varian's mind with one of the monkeys. Varian is furious, as is Eugene, who tells Lance to switch them back, but just as he's about to do so, he slips on a banana peel, and the beam hits Eugene, switching him with a monkey as well. Rapunzel uses a banana to get one of the monkeys to drop the book, but is then hit by the beam herself, putting her mind in that of the monkey she has just distracted. Lance makes quick work to try and turn everybody back, but shenanigans ensue. Finally all back in their correct bodies, Rapunzel asks Varian if he can build a device. He can, but he'll have to build it inside the castle to be close enough to Zontiri, meaning they have to take it back under their control. And then, I mean, I love the bit where Yuji just snaps off the trigger. He's just like, nope, not happening anymore, ever again. We are done with this nonsense. And (laughs) honestly, I know that a lot of the fandom didn't like that scene, but I loved it. Because first of all, it was a little bit of humor before we got into the really thick and heavy plot. And second of all, it was brief. So it's not like they, like, made it drag on and on and Mm -hmm. on. They're like, no, here, have, like, a three-minute scene of monkeys, you know? I was fine with that scene. I thought it was really funny. (laughs) We cut to Zontiri, who's in the chamber containing the Demandus device. She taunts him once again and laughs maniacally because, I mean, she likes to taunt thin air, I guess. It's like, you know, that's what she and Cass have in common, is that they're trying to, like, impress someone who's not there and can't be. Back near the duckling, everyone is preparing to storm the castle. Pascal and Owl return from a scouting mission and inform Rapunzel that they saw Adira and Hector, as well as his rhino and Binturongs, with a whole bunch of really, like, sharp camouflaging on Pascal's part. She and Eugene realize that they'll have to get them away from their guard post so that Varian can get inside to build the machine. And while they do that, Rapunzel will go find Cass. Just then, Edmund cuts in. Such pluck in the face of adversary. She will certainly make an excellent daughter-in-law one day. Eugene is thoroughly embarrassed <laughs> by his father speaking his inner thoughts uh, thoughts outward, but Edmund wasn't this time. He said it on purpose. It was so cute. <laughs> I know. It was amazing. I, I was like, it.
1: yes!
0: I mean, we already knew that he felt that way, but it's really nice to like actively hear it. It's great. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> so much good, Edmund, in this episode. Oh, so good. This reminds Rapunzel that they seem to have be overdue for one of them to stumble through an awkward proposal. Eugene jokes with her, But then gets serious, serious, worried that things won't work out in this fight. But she quickly reassures him that all will be fine, and at the end of the day, he will always be her new dream, and she'll always be his. Which is like, "Ah!" (laughs) they're so gross.
1: (laughs) They are. Oh my god! Stop being so disgustingly cute.
0: (laughs) I love them so much. Elsewhere on the field, Kieran has donned his Dark Kingdom armor, and Varian presents him with the helmet, which he has polished. Kieran never thought he'd be in the armor again, but he is proud to have a son fighting by his side. A little instrumental version of Let Me Make You Proud here is just, mwah, it's perfect. Mm. It's like, well <laughs> done. Like, oh, this is why was a score this episode. God. Eugene calls for everyone to come together, and Rapunzel tells them the game plan to send Zontiri back to the Netherworld. They charge forward, running full speed towards Corona like all the way from the Snuggly Duckling. Arriving <laughs> at the castle, the main doors are locked until monster Rudiger breaks them down and then they continue forward with Max standing guard at the entrance, which is like, I loved that little scene there. That was mm-hmm. just like, the doors are locked. Now they're unlocked. <laughs> like... <laughs> also, another thing I liked about this is that back in season one, after we got, you know, battle Rudiger, people were like, oh man, can you imagine like Varian riding Rudiger into battle until like season three, okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Fan service the episode. Entering the throne room, it is surprisingly empty, but there is no time to waste. They need to build the machine. As they bring the components in, Rapunzel heads off to look for Cassandra. Instead, she finds Zondiri, who taunts her. But Rapunzel isn't having any of that and gives Zondiri some serious sass. Like, dude. I was like, <laughs> God, I love her. Unfortunately for Rapunzel, though, the solar eclipse has begun, and she begins to feel weak as the coronan symbol on her dress begins to glow. Back in the throne room, Varian has finished the portal, and, you know, like, this is fantastic little moment where Eugene just goes, You're right, Varian, that was fast, and I'm just like, way to go, riders! You're just like, nah, nah, this won't take long, don't worry about it. <laughs> he warns everyone that they'll need to be clear of the portal when they activate it, or they'll be trapped in limbo forever. Just then, Kieran's eyes begin to glow blue, and he attempts to pull the lever, saying, For Cassandra, as he does. He is a sleeper agent, just like we've been, you know, speculating all this time. Uh, no. be- but his uh, helmet begins to bl- glow yellow, and it shocks him, knocking him unconscious before he can flip the switch. As they rush to his side, Varian tells Eugene that he rigged his helmet with a temporary stun mechanism as a precaution, just in case he was under the control of the mind trap. Eugene is proud of Varian, but the team is ejected, so Eugene suggests they move Kieran somewhere more comfortable. I want to know how that fail-safe shock <laughs> Right? <worked>. <laughs> like... <laughs> Did Varian have a button on him that we didn't see him push, or did it like actively like sense his brain waves and <laughs> when they went to a different pattern shock him? <laughs> like, dude, how does this work, kid? Hang. <laughs> That's some next little it stuff. I was like, you just tased your dad. <laughs> it's like the show is wild. <laughs> I know, right? Sometimes, Sometimes you just gotta tase, tase your dad. Tase your dad. <laughs> Honestly, no, though, it, it's like. The ultimate in Varian's redemption is right at this moment mm-hmm. because his whole driving force the entire time was the safety of his dad, and now he's like, "But I will take my d- dad down for the safety of Corona." So Good it's just job, like, Varian. "Interesting, you have finally come full circle, Padawan. You know, full <laughs> Jedi you are. I'm so proud of him." <laughs> yeah, Ellie, has he made you proud? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> my little <laughs> alchemy boy. <laughs> Turning to Rapunzel, we see more power coming from her chest as Zontiri tells her to surrender, but she isn't one to give up. And with a burst of light and a rumble, the sun drop reappears on her chest in the form of a sun opal, which shocks her. Zontiri hissing at her and scaring away like a cat is both hilarious and terrifying. <laughs> it's like, how is it that this child is like so creepy? Like that tongue was ridiculous and you like, well, I'm going all, you're going all exorcist on us. This is like <laughs> next level, man. But, like, I gotta say that the Sundrop having a physical manifestation of a stone, like, bugs me. (laughs) (laughs) Just because, like, it came out of kind of nowhere, you know? Yeah. Just, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. It's just one of them things. I agree. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's just, like, I would think that it would be, like, I don't know, if anything, If anything, I would think it'd be like a little liquid drop that just kind of swirls, not like an actual physical stone. Because it was a sun drop. It was a liquid thing. Anyway. It's a law squid. (laughs) Having felt the rumble, Eugene and Edmund go to investigate. While Edmund instructs Hamuel to stay behind. Following orders, Hamuel finds a great perch to keep watch from. The lever to activate the portal. It turns on and sucks everybody in the room, save for an unconscious Kieran inside. Eugene arrives just as shorty, pulls the lever to shut it off, but not before he is sucked inside too. Well, ain't that a humdinger? I love him so much! That is like the greatest, just like, that was the most unexpectedly understated thing anybody could have possibly have said in that moment, and who says humdinger anymore? It's amazing. uh, So great. It just goes to show how out of touch he is with the world. It's fantastic. Also, when did Tangled turn into Gravity Falls? Like, right? I was just Let's like, open portals and suck people into them. They're like, we're going to go into
1: portal world. I'm like, oh, cool. Is Tangled stuff going to so- show up uh, morning?
0: <laughs> Back with Rapunzel, she is searching the lower quarters of the castle and finds Cassandra's room. She sees the torn apart armoire and begins to sing, I'd give anything, which was, oh, we all hate this song. Mm. All of us. It was hate so this pointless song. in this episode. It should have been in a different one. If it was if even going to exist. exist like, yeah. I just, yeah. I don't, I mean, here's the thing, that out of context, I like it just fine. Yeah. In context, if you I can think, think about, about it as Eugene, yeah, and it's it. way better. Yeah. Yeah context i cannot stand this song but i will say that fan service the episode continues as they give us a cassonville ship song yeah like what the hell we do see rapunzel painting the picture that cass has framed and we also see cass ripjean side off which is like hella rude but at least we finally got to see the full picture <laughs> rapunzel's We're face when she did that <laughs> the entire series to see you know so funny Rapunzel looks understandably pissed while she does that, and we wonder again why Rapunzel cares for somebody who has always been terrible to her. Mm-hmm. Like dude. It's a
1: mystery. <laughs> so yeah, the song happened and that was that and <laughs> uh, <yeah>, uh,
0: uh, <laughs> coming to the window, she confides in Pascal that Cass can still be saved, because of course she does. And the sun drop glows as the eclipse continues. In Rapunzel's room, the moonstone glows on Cass's chest as well, and Zontiri arrives to tell her that Rapunzel is being weakened. It is time for Cass to claim all the power. But as Cass goes to leave, she traps Zontiri in a black rock cage because she doesn't trust her. But Zontiri doesn't seem too bothered about that. (laughs) What's the line? I've been in much worse prisons than (laughs) (laughs) this. Just like, ah, you little sass monsters. (laughs) However, I mean, honestly for the first time in the entire season. Good for you, Cass. Right.
1: <laughs> you know? Finally, a good decision. And with
0: that, <laughs> right? And with that, we cut to a flashback. At Demantis's tomb, we see a human Demantis and a baby Vigor standing beside the portal device. He pleases on Tiri, who looks similar to how she does now, but much more adult, longer face, kind of more Yzma-esque than, than even now. <laughs> to give up her quest for power. She reminds him that they were once on this quest together but he reminds her that she made it something darker and turned her back on what was right but he turned his back on her as well she tells him that as long as she lives she will never stop trying to get the power of the sun drop and moonstone raising her trusty boomerang which i'm glad they included because it just goes to show that it's her weapon of choice and always has been Mm -hmm. she throws it at him and just as he activates the device and it sucks it in pulling her in as well she holds on desperately promising him that she will get the power and when she does she will destroy his beloved corona she is finally sucked full through the portal and Demantis shuts down the device vigor confronts him and Demantis says that he had no choice but had to send her to the lost realm which like is all the backstory we ever get for them but honestly that was enough for me Mm -hmm. because like now it's like headcanon city and anything that you want to be the truth is the truth Mm -hmm. yay Now in the present-day Lost Realm, we see all those sucked into the portal drifting along in this unusual place. They all land in a cloud that looks like an ice cream sundae, but with a sarlacc pit attached to it, and Mm -hmm. are very confused. Let's that they shouldn't worry, and that he's sure Eugene will have them all back in no time. In the throne room, Eugene tells Edmund that they need to reopen the portal to get everyone back, but just then, the Binturongs appear, and rid Kieran of his helmet, which Hector destroys as he appears. Kieran reawakens, and he and Hector begin to attack Eugene and Edmund. On one of the castle halls, Rapunzel finally comes face-to-face with Cass, who is hanging upside down for some reason, like Bat-Cass, like... I don't even know what the heck is up with Cass says that she would expect Rapunzel to understand where she's coming from, and Rapunzel says that she does, and she knows that she can still fix things. She just needs Cass to trust her. But Cass says that the last time she asked her to trust her, Varian encased her in Amber. Rapunzel says that that wasn't her plan, and Cass knows that, and tells Cass that this isn't her. Cass moves forward as the two women circle each other. Their respect- respective stones react to each other. Rapunzel asks if this is what Cass really wants or if Zontiri has just filled her head with so much anger and hate that she doesn't even know what she wants anymore. But Cass knows what she wants. She wants the world to know that she comes second to no one. I love this conversation because like, once again, Rapunzel is like yelling at the villain what we've been yelling at the villain the entire thing. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, (laughs) it's great. I love it. Every time Rapunzel like lays into somebody who's been doing her wrong, I'm so happy. Right. Yes, girl. Get him. Back with Eugene, he attempts to flip the portal switch, only to be attacked by Hector. As two spar, Edmund and Kieran fight in the background. Eugene remarks at how tough they are, and Edmund pipes in that they were trained by the best. Probably should not be proud of that fact at this moment. (laughs) With both men knocked down, Eugene realizes that the only way to get to the machine is to reclaim the mind trap and to get the Brotherhood back on their side. And he knows just where to find it. Jumping on their horses, we get to see Domino again! I miss Domino! Yay! The two men ride out of Corona towards Cassandra's tower. In the castle, Rapunzel continues to plead with Cass, but Cass only wants her to give in the, give her the sun drop. But Rapunzel is ready to fight to protect her kingdom and they begin to fight with Rapunzel using her enhanced sun drop powers. I love how like each of them only really need to save the incantation once in order to have complete control over these powers. It's just like, oh, I just had it was literally like the unlock code, you know? It's a cheat code.
1: <laughs> a cheat
0: code. As Eugene and Edmund ride, they are pursued by Hector on his rhino. He nearly catches up to them, but Eugene takes a detour and they jump over a ravine, which the rhino cannot do. Eugene does this adorable and sexy little two-finger salute to the rhino before he rides off. And, okay, not only is that, like, amazing, but that is, like, they're taking the same path that Rapunzel and Eugene took in the first five minutes of Tangled Before Ever After. Mm -hmm. That is the same ravine that they jumped over and Cap fell into. So, like, he just literally did the same trick that he did like three years ago. Uh, one of the see, I actually think I like callbacks to earlier in the series better than callbacks to the movie, because yeah. callbacks to callbacks to earlier in the series gives the series continuity with itself. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: plus the <laughs> Some of the uh, movie references make me angry. <laughs> like some of the ones that sure. happens I'm- later in the end so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like
0: honestly yeah yeah but honestly like i remember pausing here a moment to you know reminisce about earlier times in the tangled series fandom i remember when tangled before or after came out in the first several episodes that the references were much less about the movie and much more about like the concept art like do mm-hmm. you remember when he kept like catching expressions that they only ever like used on like the face sheets or like Mm -hmm. poses that were on the character sheets and stuff like that and how like basically you had to be like a really really big tangled fan to recognize these moments and then like they became more and heavier movie references Mm -hmm. as the series went on so gradually that like you didn't even really notice it until rapunzel day one then all of a sudden it's like this is just entrenched in movie references now you know. In the Lost Realm, everyone is exploring their strange new surroundings. Varian thinks that they are probably safe where they are now, but notices everyone is staring at him. Turns out his hair stripe has come to life and is now a snake, which is also wearing goggles, which I thought was just the funniest thing ever. I mean, RIP to all Varian fans who thought that stripe meant something, but like those of us who didn't, that joke was just the best. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm sorry. I just like how
1: the writers were like, it does mean something. It means snake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Somebody asked me, okay, so are we going to name the snake now? And I'm like, I don't know, Harrion? That's great. Yes. (laughs) Lance covers his eyes in fear, but an eyeball appears on his chin, followed by many all over his body. Frederick now has two torsos and no legs. He looks literally like a playing card. Ariana has sprouted bunny ears, very much like, you know, Lance's back in the Buddy song. Rudiger is covered in pink flowers, Big Nose's nose flies away, and Santa and Pete are conjoined. Varian realizes that this place is changing them, and if they don't get out soon, these changes may be irreversible. Shorty, on the other hand, nothing happens to Shorty, and he just says, welcome <laughs> to my world. <laughs> I don't like Shorty a lot, but, like, that little slice of moment was, like, pretty peak as the moon continues to block up the sun zontiri is able to escape her cage by using an alchemical potion that she picked up in the chamber of the demanda device like she's just it's a green glowing liquid in a vial and she spins in a circle and it drops her through the floor so you know since eugene's room is directly below rapunzel's now there's like a direct pathway between the two rooms
1: oh (laughs) thank you zontiri
0: (laughs) that's very good Busting through a wall, Cassandra and Rapunzel continue the fight. Cass begins to chuck vases at Rapunzel, but when she gets to one that Willow made, Rapunzel pleads with her to stop and was able to get the upper hand on Cass. Which is like, I honestly think it's really cute that Cass just goes ahead and puts the vase down. And by the way, there was a picture of Umlaut on the vase. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Cass goes and chucks like a whole bunch of vases at her at once. That one is still sitting pristinely on the pedestal. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of a cute moment. Rapunzel pleads with her to stop and is able to get the upper hand on Cass. That is, until Cassandra uses Rapunzel's strength against her and traps her in a vice of black rocks. Because, you know, squishing people is how she do. Arriving at Cassandra's tower, Edmund wonders why Eugene thought the Dark Kingdom was creepy. But Eugene says that he thought it was disturbing, not creepy. He thought Edmund's bearhood was creepy. Dabney? You think Dabney is creepy? Well, (laughs) fine. I thought your knee pads were not fashionable. Nice. Nice, uh, boy. I love it but I'm so frustrated why does the bearhood get a name but his wife does not <laughs> uh,
1: she birthed Eugene she's the most important female character other than Ariana and Rapunzel <laughs> she brought a god into the world how <laughs> uh, could you not name her
0: Okay, okay, once again, once again, canon is over, fan and reign supreme. She is Eleanor, because that's what you said.
1: Thank you! That's my I guess. Fuck
0: up. <laughs> At the castle, Cassandra uses her powers to lift both her and Rapunzel upward to Rapunzel's room so that the entire kingdom can see as Cass takes the power out of the sun drop for herself. But Rapunzel wonders what she'll do afterwards. What or who will be left of her? Cass states that she doesn't need anyone else and further entraps Rapunzel. Stealing herself, Rapunzel bursts out of the rocks in a bright beam of light and goes after Cass. One thing I like that I'm going to go back to is when they were fighting in the hallway. I love how, like, Cass throws up this row of rocks, and Rapunzel straight up walks through them. Like, she doesn't move her hands or anything. She doesn't flinch. She just walks through them, and they crumble in her wake. It's amazing. Now at the top of Cass's tower, Eugene goes towards them. I love the pacing in this whole bit. Like, it just... The whole thing goes... The pacing in this episode was phenomenal. It really was. Like, at no point was I was like, why? You know? Now at the top of Cass' tower, Eugene goes towards the mine trap, but Adira grabs it before he can. I love that, like, moment where you can see his reflection in it. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. She kicks him down, and not just kicks, she freaking heel drops him, like, holy crap. <laughs> just as Hector also arrives with his posse, and Eugene slowly backs, towards, backs up towards Edmund, asking for his help. But in the real shocker of the episode, guess who else is a sleeper, Rachel? Yeah! This helped me get my bingo, man. I'm so
1: happy. I was <laughs> also very sad, like, though, because I was watching the episode, and it, like, went backwards. And I couldn't
0: skip a more number that. <laughs> not, I remember I that. The deal, like, I was like, like, yeah! <laughs> Yeah, it paused on you right there and then the episode started over. Uh, I felt bad for you. (laughs) But like, honestly though, like, the fandom had been wondering about him and I'm like, I don't know, he's only got one arm. Maybe his symbol was on the arm that got torn off, you know?
1: (laughs) The series said, nope!
0: (laughs) Also, him removing his glove with his teeth was pretty awesome. I mean, not gonna lie. (laughs) I don't get Dilf vibes off of him, but I do like that moment. <laughs> I love him, so, you know. Yes.
1: Not, not romantically. That's safe for his son.
0: <laughs> Back in the castle, Rapunzel begs Cass to give up the Moonstone, and together they can unite their two powers. But Cass won't budge. She tries to attack Rapunzel with the Shadow Blade, but Rapunzel destroys it with her empowered hair. She wraps Cass up in her hair just as the eclipse reaches its crescendo. At the tower, Eugene whimpers out a shocked Dad? As Edmund begins to advance on him. Confused, he asks if Edmund was a member of the Brotherhood all along, and pulling off his glove, Edmund reveals his own mark, telling Eugene that they all swore allegiance to the Moonstone. Bandira <laughs> throws Edmund the mind trap, and he tells Eugene that now that he's kept it away from Eugene, their allegiance will stay with Cassandra. Which, you know what? One thing this implies to me is that So long as the Brotherhood was acting on Cassandra's behalf, they could activate or inactivate any of the other members that they so chose. Mm Because, like, chances are dang good that Edmund never felt any effects until that moment, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, Adira grabs the the mind trap and she's like, oh, yeah, Cass didn't know about him. So then she activates him, you know? Eugene pleads with his father, saying that he doesn't want to fight, and Adira tells him that he doesn't stand a chance. And finally, we get it. The beautiful, feral Eugene that was <laughs> then- yeah! oh put in the years in like,
1: ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he isn't prepared to back down when his friends are in danger, something he picked up from Rapunzel. Back in Corona, the kingdom begins to become engulfed in darkness as the moon blocks out the sun's light. With a flash, the eclipse is complete, and the light from the sun drop fades away, draining Rapunzel. The moonstone glows even brighter as Cass advances on Rapunzel, taunting her. We cut back to Eugene, who's clearly had the crap beaten out of him. I mean, they didn't show blood, they didn't show bruising, but his eyes kind of swollen. <laughs> we know what's going on.
1: Little
0: <laughs> he asks, if they can call this one a draw, but Adira simply blot- backhands him and he's kicked around by the Brotherhood once more. I
1: like that he draws that at the time again. Point. I mean yep. it's a little different. different, but why don't we call this one draw? Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> he said that's Edmund when he first <laughs> met him. Yep. Like... <laughs> Adira throws his sword out of the tower and it almost impales poor Hamuel, who was acting like one of those little water bird dipping bird thingies, you know, those ones on a desk. Max, seeing that it's Eugene's sword, races up the tower with determination in his eyes. And this is, like, the best Max scene in the entire series, because, like, honestly, he has not been acting like Max from the movie. I love him, and I love the scenes he's in, but he's not really been acting like Max from the movie, and this is the first moment where he does. Eugene gets knocked down once more, and he's looking very worse for wear. The Brotherhood advances on him once more, with Edmund saying, Well, Horace, it looks like the long line of Dark Kings ends here. Dad, I beg you. If there's an ounce of compassion left in your heart, please stop calling me Horace. <laughs> like, he loves that boy. He has to
1: snark up to his dying breath. I love him. Could mm. you imagine if that was like his last words and Rapunzel finds that out later? <laughs> She's like, are you kidding me?
0: She'd <laughs> kick his corpse. last <laughs> words weren't, I love you, Rapunzel. I'm sorry. Nothing like that. Just don't call me Horace. <laughs> Just then, Max arrives, and he isn't holding back, fighting with the Brotherhood with ease. Unfortunately, Hector has a trick of his sleeve, and he gives his Binturongs a net, which they use to trap Max. As Edmund does, a little vill- Edmund does a little villain monologue, Eugene sneaks up behind him and uses his expert thieving skills to retrieve the mind trap from Edmund's pocket, which I FREAKING LOVED! Like, oh my god! Eugene, who has left thieving behind him, is like, it is useful right here, right now, and I really, really need it. Eugene gets his attention Showing him that he has the mind trap And just as he's about to smash it Edmund body slams him making him drop it Because of course Eugene had to be like Look what I've got And not Mm -hmm. just smashy
1: smashy
0: Eugene admonishes himself (laughs) Eugene admonishes himself For getting Edmund's attention Good, And crawls forward to grab the mind trap But Edmund grabs it before he can reach it And draws his axe Eugene panicked begins to try once more To speak with his father when I first found you, I resented you for leaving me. But now I realize that you were just trying to protect me. I understand the sacrifice you were forced to make, and I, I forgive you. Like,
1: ah, I, I died. died. So good. I yeah. as dying. soon
0: as the scene started happening, Ellie. I like knew you were going to like love this scene. Like all the crap.
1: Yeah. Like it's so funny. We were, we're talking sorry. about um, the bingo, bingo cards, cards earlier, and, and I seriously wouldn't have put. That much edited on mine. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. He's not hardly <laughs>
0: gonna be in the episode, and then it's he's such a big, big part. Yeah, he's like <sighs> a major player in this episode. As Eugene resigns himself to his fate, dying the tower again, and doing that thing he does where every time he thinks he's gonna die, he just closes his eyes and accepts it. Stop that! Well, I as well. <laughs> Edmund raises his axe to strike, but instead of bringing it down on Eugene, he hits the mine Trap, destroying it and freeing the Brotherhood from their enslavement. Now free, Edmund reaches down and picks up Eugene with his one arm, holding his baby boy close, thanking him. Eugene hugs him in return, but quickly reminds him that Rapunzel is currently fighting for the fate of the kingdom. Oh right, bigger fish. So cute. <laughs> so cute. In the Lost Realm, the now very changed Coronans are sitting in a circle... Singing the buddy song, or at least Lance (laughs) is singing it to them. It's great. Lance is almost positive at this point that they'll be here forever. Just as all hope seems lost though, the portal reopens and they're all sucked back into the real world and they look like themselves once more. Kieran, now free from the mind trap, has rescued them and he's like standing there like a freaking superhero with his cape flapping in the breeze and Varian runs to embrace him. Back in Rapunzel's room, Zondra begins to pull the sun drop away from Rapunzel's body, turning her long brown hair her long hair brown once more, which was like awesome and was a little unexpected for me. We were like, wait what? Hold wait, on. what? <laughs> what? Hang on! What's going on here? What is it? But as it drifts towards Cass Zontiri jumps on Cassandra like a badger, taking the moonstone from her chest and making Cass's hair revert back to its natural color. And her bodysuit goes from black and blue to just like gray and taupe, you know? Mm-hmm. with both women weakened Zontiri now possesses both stones and she delightfully thanks them for keeping her powers safe spinning around like I was like really hoping for a villain song spinning mm-hmm. around she begins to absorb both powers transforming back into her godopus demon monster self from here on out everything was Zontiri feels very much like Ursula at the end of the little mermaid
1: like her whole, whole spin,
0: spin I, I was, was like come on <laughs> and like I, with, like the tentacles erupting I'm like oh jeez yeah. <laughs> Marion is just double-checking the machine once more to make sure that it's ready to go when part of the ceiling collapses from the rumbling of her transformation and destroys the device. And I love this moment here because while Lance does not have a humongous role in the finale, his animation is great, and the few lines he does have are great, because right here he goes, Oh, come on! (laughs) (laughs) It's like, "Oh, that was great. As the castle continues to shake, Ariana orders everyone to head outside, where they meet up with Eugene and the rest of the Brotherhood. They watch as Zontiri erupts from Rapunzel's room As she declares that the age of Zontiri has begun If that thing is that little girl She's had a really unfortunate growth spurt <laughs> He's got a lot of like, great one-liners Especially in the last part of the, epi- of the episode It's so fun As Zontiri boasts about her new power Rapunzel uses her hair to snatch her wrist And tells her that while she is all for people Living out their dreams Today not so much But without the power of the sun drop Zontiri easily breaks away She then picks up Cass, telling her that she's lost even before she began, just like Gothel, fueled by her own ego. She throws Cass down to the ground, and as Rapunzel runs to her, both women are trapped in an intricate cage of yellow spikes. Intent on destroying Corona, Zontiri makes her way down to the courtyard, and Eugene tells everyone that they need to get as far away as possible. Edmund protests, and Eugene charges forward. So does Lance, followed by the rest of the group, crying for Corona, for Rapunzel. Yes. Yay! (laughs) Yay! A lot of characters in the series that is their last line. Yep. <laughs> somebody, somebody, that's a I good last line. Ever, yeah, I do have an ask somewhere in my inbox about asking about everybody's first and last lines, and I will get to that. It's just buried somewhere, but I have been thinking about it a lot, and I keep thinking about various things, like Eugene's first line being "This is the story of how I died and went to heaven," and his last line being "I love you, Rapunzel." You know, <laughs> so oh, that's <laughs> too, too cute. cute it's great trapped inside their cage Rapunzel is intent on breaking out while Cass sits sadly behind her Rapunzel begs her again for her help but Cass breaks down she has failed and she wonders why Rapunzel won't give up on her <laughs> so why <do I>. mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she admits that all of this was her fault and that she was just trying to prove that she was more than everyone thought but they were right but Rapunzel disagrees and Cassandra finally apologizes in the courtyard the battle rages on Zantiri is surprised that they are fighting back, and she has always seen them as weak. Everyone charges forward, including Milton the Goat, which like there was like one person on Tumblr who made a crack post about like, watch Milton's or cause is gonna be brought down by like Milton, <laughs> someone's gonna back, like, just gonna go ape and like destroy her. And then when Milton actually ran up with her headbutting him, they were like, I did not expect my crack post to like have any any, any part of reality. But there it was. So that was Welcome watching. to the Club. Right. Back in the cage, Rapunzel tells Cass that when they first met It was nearly three weeks before Cass laughed for the first time Sure, she was just put in charge of a free-spirited flower child So she might not have had much to smile about But Rapunzel thought her first laugh was remarkable Because she knew it was genuine She felt like she got to see the real Cassandra for the first time Cass wonders why Rapunzel is telling her this And she says that after everything She can still see the real Cass gazing back at her She's Rapunzel's best friend and she'll never give up on her the Coronans continue to attack Thantiri and she nearly squishes Ulf with one of her tentacles. I love this little moment because, like, he's just miming at her, and then, who was it, Big Nose and Attila see yep. it coming, and they're just like, ah, get him out of the way! So they just, like, him <laughs> in <laughs> tears. Here and Catalina are throwing rocks at her, but she picks up Catalina, who promptly turns into a werewolf, but is quickly thrown back down. I just, I like Zontier's expression being like, well, this was unexpected. <laughs> She's like, wow, what the heck? <laughs> shoots child <laughs> Varian shoots an alchemical potion at her, but she quickly recovers, telling them that they are only prolonging their demise. She begins to trap the coronins in yellow spike cages and Eugene charges forward at her again and that she could have seemed she could have been a monkey like Dematages but no you just <laughs> had to be whatever that is
1: He's such she a blocks goober. I
0: know. <laughs> oh, she blocks his path and Max throws him landing him right landing hi- him right inside one of his tentacles. Inside? Yeah, inside cuz it's like loops. Yeah. She throws Eugene hard against the ground and begins to speak the reverse incantation. The darkness begins to cover Corona and everyone begins to lose their life forces. Eugene grips his side where he had previously been stabbed and collapses to his knees. Um, like, we're wondering if they got that idea from all of us thinking they did the same thing in Rapunzel and the Great Tree, which is possible. Because we're yep. like... Hmm. <laughs> oh, Eugene's
1: dying! Because
0: he got stabbed before they're like no like this is literally the first time he's actually been affected by the reverse incantation Mm but then this time it's like oh my
1: my side my (laughs) stab wound "Mm -hmm." he got stabby stabs.
0: Searching the debris for something anything to get them out of his cage rapunzel tells Cass that her grabbing the moonstone might have saved her life because while the two powers do need to be reunited no one knows what will happen when they are if you ask me like i still think that because she was the literal sun drop that she would have been fine Mm -hmm. but we'll never know because series is over if adira's right it'll be bad like bad (laughs) see that's another like little colloquialism thing she does in this episode that i love Cass thinks that they'll never find out since Zontiri has both powers now, but Rapunzel refuses to think it's hopeless. Just then, Pascal reveals her journal, which was hidden in the debris. Rapunzel flips through it, looking back on her adventures until she finally reaches the front, reading her mother's inscription of "Plus autant vu." Rapunzel tells Cass what it means and says that there is more in her. As Cass puts a hand put a, as Cass puts a hand to her chest, a faint blue light glows. Cass realizes that when Rapunzel cracked the moonstone the piece that broke off didn't go with Santiri and was left with her. Which, you know, proved me wrong. I was like, I don't think that shard means anything. I think mean, <laughs> it's like, it's broken, it doesn't do anything. I was wrong. <laughs> That's fine. I've been wrong before. This is not the worst thing I've been wrong about. She gives it to Rapunzel, saying that this is her destiny. And as Rapunzel takes it, the cage erupts and her hair glows bright blonde once more. But now it's flickering as the power fades in and out of it, meaning it won't last long. As Zontiri moves to leave Corona, Rapunzel reappears in the courtyard, horrified by the destruction and loss of life. Pissed, Rapunzel slaps Zontiri in the face with her hair and charges forward, leaping into the air, tying her hair around Zontiri's horns, and slamming her into the ground. Oh, but before we get too far, this was the perfect opportunity, I think, because somebody had asked me about this. Kelsey, mm. make the noise! <laughs> That Kelsey, when she was at my house and we're watching this, she would not stop cracking up at the noise that Zonteri's tiny little tentacles made when she was walking.
1: It was like, make the noise. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so like I told I told Amber I was like it was one of my favorite parts <laughs> because she's this it big menacing like, thing and then her tentacles are like
0: ridiculous. <laughs> so funny. So funny. Oh, God, she was dying. It was great. Every time we watched it that weekend, she was dying. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Rapunzel then runs to Eugene, who is just barely alive, and he reaches up to cup her cheek, much like he did when he died the last time. Pascal stays with Eugene as Rapunzel charges forward, not backing down. And I love this little moment here, too, because Pascal stays with Eugene, and, like, every time he's not actively talking or moving, he's just laying there looking dead. But at least this time, he's laying there looking dead with a little smile on his face, <laughs> just like... Wow, that's great. At least I can die happy because Rapunzel's got this. The two fight, and just as it looks as if Zontiri has bested Rapunzel, Cassandra comes in and knocks her out with a frying pan, which irritated me because mm-hmm. why is Zontiri a one hit KO? Like, what the heck, man? What the heck? Because
1: What's- references. What the heck? What the heck?
0: <laughs> what the heck, man? Using this opportunity, the two women try to push Zontiri's wrists together, trying to reunite the two stones. You know, because bad. (laughs) They almost have them together, but Zontiri awakens, throwing them both back. It seems as though she is too powerful, but Rapunzel recalls what Cass said earlier about turning your enemy's strength into a weakness, and they charge ahead, wrapping her wrists in Rapunzel's hair. Pulling back, they get Zontiri pinned and down against the side of a wall, her arms taut. Seeing a yellow rock spike, Cass sends it over to Rapunzel, and as soon as her hair turns brown, Rapunzel uses it to slice her hair off, sending on wrists, smashing together. And I'm actually getting emotional while I'm reading this, (laughs) because this is, like, exactly what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I've been saying since the very first episode that when Rapunzel gets a haircut, it has to be of her own free will. Because she's never had a say in the length of her hair in her entire life. Mm-hmm. And just, like, the instant she had her hand on that shard, I started bawling while we were watching. I <laughs> Just like, I lost it. Like, that was, yeah, that was in- incredible for me. This was, like, you know, me getting everything that I really, really wanted. Because it's like, here's the thing. We knew the proposal was coming. That was happening. That was inevitable. But we didn't know how the haircut was going to happen. And so me getting what I wanted out of a haircut, that did a lot. And it clearly still does a lot because talking about it made me cry on the podcast. So, wow. Okay. All right. Okay. Where were we? All right. Okay. Now reunited, the sun drop and moonstone erupt in a bright beam of light, destroying Zontiri and ridding the world of the Black Rocks. As the eclipse ends, that was a long eclipse, guys. Like, Mm -hmm. seriously? Eclipses don't usually last that long. Mm Mm-hmm. As the eclipse ends, two stones that have now fused into one stone, a marbled mix of blue and yellow. Rapunzel's gaze at, Rapunzel gazes at the stone with amazement and tells Cass that they did it, but Cass doesn't respond. Somehow, during the blast, somehow, somehow, during the blast, Cass lost <laughs> what her mind. put in somehow
1: because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yep. Cass
0: lost her else? okay. <laughs> okay, so talking to various people who worked on the show i don't remember who exactly said this it might have been amber but talking to various people on the show basically it comes down to eugene was supposed to die in fact it's possible that all the corona was supposed to die but B- disney said that is too many dead bodies <laughs> One second, <Disney>?
1: give <sighs> me
0: my corpses <laughs> Which is why everybody looks very, very dead, except for maybe lethargic, blinking, or slight movement. Like, they tried to make everybody look as dead as possible without them being technically dead, because they were supposed to die. So um, especially you were supposed to die. that's what you're saying. Exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Rapunzel cries over Cassandra's body, but realizes that she could use the power of the two stones to revive Cass and everyone else. Eugene, still holding on, pleased with her not to use it, but she's willing to take the chance with its immense power to bring back her friend. Approaching the stone, she begins to recite the healing incantation and is able to hold the stone in her hands. As the energy swirls through and around her, its waves pass over Cassandra and everyone else reviving them. Going full goddess mode, even more than before, with short hair, which I did not see coming... Rapunzel lifts into the air, her eyes glowing yellow, and she shoots the power into the sky. Yeah, you know, Like literally sending the stone into the sky. It wasn't just like a random fireworks blast. She hot that. So. She did. She <laughs> did. Now collapsed on the ground, Pascal runs over to her and tries to shake her to waken her to no avail. But a chameleon tongue to the ear is sure to waken anyone, and now Rapunzel understands how that feels. <laughs> Eugene runs to her, embracing her tightly, his voice thick with emotion, as the rest of the Coronans make their way up the stairs to them. Pretty dang sure that this is where Zach's crying take was, but according to Chris Sonnenberg, the take was not good and they couldn't use it. Boo. So, that was, we think, where where Eugene was supposed to cry, so we, we didn't get to have that, but oh well. He That's didn't okay. die, he didn't cry, whatever. <laughs> Cat approaches them, but turns her head away. Only to see Eugene reach out a hand to her. She takes it, and he pulls her into their group hug. We cut to some time later, where Eugene is gazing out at the giant hole in her puzzle's bedroom wall, saying that it really opens up the space, even though it'll be chilly in the winter, but that's what blankets are for. And other things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, Eugene. I thought you said that, and I was like, oh my god, Kelsey.
1: <laughs> I know exactly what
0: she's thinking in this moment. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> we are like helping each other, I swear to God. I'm sitting you good. Like, you know, there is a hole in her floor leading directly to his room now. Yeah, exactly. Like, See fan service the episode. Everybody got something. Everybody got something. Even me. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, thinks that, <laughs> Rapunzel thinks that they'll put the wall back up, though. And he says that she's the boss. Well, that's right, you jeetals. No, we are also vetoing you jeetals. Just, it, no. no. You, I mean, G-Bug is like... At least kind of laughably cute. Eugene's is just awkward to say. Just call him (laughs) Fitzpatrick. Cass appears in a new outfit. It's A very flattering new outfit. And she says that she could help Rapunzel think of some choice nicknames for Eugene. Though Cass is back to her dark and icy self, Eugene tells her that she was worth fighting for. She tells Eugene that she missed him too and tells Pascal to watch over them. I'm going to pause here to talk about the outfit because there's some really significant things about this outfit. So one of Cassandra's primary colors previously has been red, like all along, but this one's green. So that's pretty dang cool. The clasp that is holding her cloak is ovular, but has a little chink missing out of it, right where the break in the moonstone was. Mm -hmm. She's wearing the Cassandrium necklace and she's got her, um, handmaiden headdress is now tied around her, uh, Left arm, her gloves are mismatched, and her right hand has, like, a more noticeable armor on it. Although I don't think that her hand is still, you know, burned up because she was hit with, like, hyper-powered healing incantation. So I think she's fine. Yeah. But (laughs) considering the entire outfit is symbolic, you know... She's got the mismatched gloves. And also, she has her little blue pouch back, and we will never know what is in the little blue pouch. (laughs) It's like Eugene's little
1: pouch. What's in there?
0: We know know what's in there. Tangled Phantom Resurrection buttons. Oh, yes.
1: Right.
0: (laughs) We gave them to him, and he put them in there. Oh, yes. As Eugene and Rapunzel depart, the two women are left alone to say their goodbyes. Cass is heading out to find her own destiny, and Rapunzel tells her that as much as she hates to see her go, she knows that she needs to do this. The two tell each other that they love one another and embrace. Before Cass leaves, she grabs Rapunzel's crown and throws it to her, asking her what she's waiting for in relation to her own destiny. Exiting the room, Cass hugs her father, who's also sporting a nice new outfit, and they leave together. We still don't so, know Cass'
1: name. <laughs> I
0: thought for sure
1: that, you know he's not cap anymore so we can't call him cap but no
0: no name for him well you know (laughs) it's just like what eleanor whatever the phantom says his name is is right yep rapunzel looks into her mirror putting on her crown and begins to sing life after happily ever after finale in the (laughs) now six throne room she dances around and recalls the many moments that have transpired here and i'd like to say that amber vunich like Loves the bit where she yeets Pascal into the air and then catches him. The like she just, she boarded that she revised that part off of those boards and she just loves that part. So I wanted to do a shout out right there. Yeet. <laughs> Running through the halls, she joins her parents in the fixed courtyard and they embrace as their subjects watch on. Then we get the best thing, another classic Eugene narration. We see Eugene and Max are working side by side to make Corona the Corona Guard ship shape. Varian has become the royal science nerd <clears throat> expert and has bought- <laughs> running water to the kingdom, and all the while his fa- with his father by his side, Lance adopted Kiera and Catalina, and he makes them schnitz pancakes! <laughs> I can't believe we got that. I'm so okay. happy. Okay, but here's one thing I love. I love that Eugene calls him Lance, which means he still goes by Lance, mm-hmm. acknowledges that the girl's legal last name is schnitz, which means that he accepts his last name, he just still goes by Lance. Now, we can't say that he's going by Lance schnitz, or if he's still going by Lance Strongbow, but either way, this is a huge case of, like, Lance is choosing to go by the name Lance while still acknowledging his former name, unlike Eugene, who was, you know, pretending his former name didn't exist and then decided to go by it. So it's just, I love it. I don't know. It's great. And also, he says Angry and Catalina, which means that Angry is still okay with being called Angry, but everybody continues to respect Catalina's, you know, real name. Yeah. So, I love that little moment. <laughs> Edmund, Adira, and Hector all return to the Dark Kingdom, which is now considerably less dark. Since the Black oh. Watchers are gone and the clouds aren't overhead anymore and it's sunshiny and it's very pretty and now following rapunzel's example is going to set to work rebuilding the kingdom and he and eugene never lost touch again
1: <laughs> <laughs> which means even though he's not still in corona the crows and the bees can be canon yep yep because yep. Of, yep. of course he comes back to the wedding yeah
0: of course Cass set off with Fidella and Owl to find her destiny, which is like cool because Fidella is not Cass's horse, so like I guess Rapunzel gave her Fidella. Oh, and also, um, at the very, very beginning of that whole narration, um, I guess Rapunzel's queen now. Like Okie dokie. All right. <laughs> <Where he can. laughs> Back in Corona, we finished the song with a big group shot. There are so many familiar faces in this shot. Trevor and the Seals, Lady Kane and her thugs, Vigor and Madame Canardis, Anthony the Weasel, the Marauder siblings, Aunt Willow, many of the princesses from the other kingdoms, the Hook Brothers and Serafina, Vex and Quaid, the fake Giovanni, some of the Vodniks, Calliope, the is and even Stallion, who is now dating Brock Thunderstrike. Oh, I hated like, that so, so much. <laughs> 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 I already hated Brock. I didn't
1: really hate Stallion but I really hated
0: them being together. (laughs) As the group shot fades into one of Rapunzel's drawings, the journal pages begin to flip backwards and as the camera zooms out and the audience is having a heart attack because we are not getting our proposal, the journal closes as the screen fades to black. Actually, wait a second, there's one little bit more.
1: I wasn't having a heart attack though about it not happening. I was having a heart attack because I thought for a hot second that it was gonna be CG animated. Oh, because it was, you know, oh. like the journal was
0: CG yeah. animated. Would have passed out. I so would have passed I out. Was like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they would have the budget to animate even oh, that screen in movie quality. And I would not want to see it in less than movie quality. Yeah. No, <laughs> I agree. No, yeah. sit here. And the tunnel is closing. And Kills are like, wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, I was like, what? I am about to get in an Uber right now and fight somebody. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't care. what 30 in the morning. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. Time to fight. <laughs> the otp snuggling on a boat looking out towards their kingdom and both of their hairs looking fabulous i guess it's the hot showers right like yeah look amazing <laughs> says that a lot has happened since the first time that they were out here has it i hadn't noticed and she gets this like freaking adorable little giggle <laughs> and states that so much has changed but eugene can think of one thing that hasn't he loves her just as much now as he did the first time he laid eyes on her and she feels the same this reminds him that he had brought her a celebratory cupcake because guys just in case you weren't aware, this is her 21st birthday. It ends on her 21st birthday. There's yes. no lanterns. But I like to say that since we are sitting out here on a boat looking at the kingdom, then the lanterns have come and the lanterns have gone and everybody else has gone home and they're just chilling out there extending the day. It's her okay. 21st and he got her a cupcake? It should be a bottle of wine, Eugene. Dude, you Eugene. Eugene. <laughs> everybody was having beer in the snuggly Duckling, Okay. <laughs> Oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> Guys, that's
0: a child. <laughs> He's fine.
1: <laughs> he deserves it. You know what? <laughs>
0: he pulls a cupcake from the picnic basket, getting a wink from Pascal. He presents it to her and asks her if she remembers the promise he made to her. Of course she does, and she reminds him that he asked that she asked him to be patient with her. He tells her that he intends to keep that promise for as long as she needs him to, but with everything that's happened, he thought he'd check in and see if maybe now is a good time too. Pascal uses his tongue to steal the cherry from the cupcake and underneath it sits a ring. The ring from the wedding, not the one that he had before, a different ring. Rapunzel gasps, biting her lip, and Eugene asks her if she will marry him. There isn't a moment's hesitation before she breathes out yes. She repeats yes multiple times, tackling Eugene with a hug and placing her hand on his chest as they sit upright. Pulling the ring from the cupcake and I hope licking it off. I don't know. It's <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> in. Eugene slips it off to his finger and they gaze lovingly into each other's eyes. I love you, Eugene Fitzherbert. I love you, Rapunzel. And for speaking their final words in this series, the camera pans away as they begin to kiss. But Rapunzel being Rapunzel surprises Eugene by making the kiss more intense, throwing her arms around his neck and straddling his lap. And the scene fades. And that is the finale. Woo! So, end of the series, guys no more Tangled. <laughs> okay, guys, so, woo, that was a heck of a series. Um, So, like we said, we are not done with the podcast yet. We've still got, you know, two planned episodes and, you know, we'll throw in anything else. We're not going to do, like, if there's like a single little announcement, we're not going to be like, here's a five-second podcast yeah, to right. announce the announcement. But, like, if there's stuff that's actually worth talking about, uh, we'll talk about it. Like, if we get more information about the you know, Tokyo theme park area yep. that's all tangled up and with the ride and everything. Um, if we hear more about the live action Rapunzel that they're working on, um, in case you guys didn't know what I was talking about before regarding Alan Mencken and his and his teasing little tweet. <laughs> After the series ended, he made a tweet about, you know, thanking everybody who worked on the show and how great it's been and what a journey it's been. And then he hinted that they might be working on a Broadway musical and a live-action movie, which means that there's a big possibility that the live-action is Tangled and not, you know, just a generic Rapunzel, which, of course, it would be, because why wouldn't it be?
1: <laughs>
0: so, I mean, I don't know. I hesitate to ha- spend money to hate-watch a movie, you know? Yeah. I really do. But just we wait might- for it to come out on Disney+. Plus. That's true. We could wait for it to come out in Disney. We could wait to three months, and then we could do a podcast about hate-watching hey, yeah. a movie. That'd be fine. <laughs> I can do that. But yeah, so, I mean, we have a couple little small things going on here and there. Uh, for people who play Disney Emoji Blitz, um, Shorthead Rapunzel and Gothel are gonna show up in that this month. Ooh. I gotta um, turn that game back on. <laughs> see, I not playing it and then like some event will happen and I'll start playing it again this time it was like somebody pointed that out to me before I was like oh I guess I'll start playing it again <laughs> so I have um but yeah so dang this has been a heck of a ride guys hey I just quoted Rapunzel <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, um so thanks for being with us for the long haul on this one we know that this was a particularly lengthy podcast this time because it was a three episode podcast mm-hmm. wow this has been a lengthy podcast um thanks for being with us through our laughter and through our tears but we will have another podcast up again probably later this month because it's still pretty early in the month um we're not going to rush into doing that one but we do have another one we want to do uh that reviews the series as a whole and 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 our opinions of things and fun stuff and so thanks for hanging out with us this time again guys thank you for your patience we know that this one took longer than most people wanted um and we will talk to you next time Bye. Bye. Bye.